Welcome to Audio Drama Showcase by Legendsmith Production. I'm Scooter, and with me is LJ Donnell. Hi. Lisa Watson. Hey, yeah. Matt Olaf Hinton. Yo. And Max Baskin. How you doing? Today we'll be listening to Attention Hellmar Shoppers, which premiered in 2017 and was produced by Thoreau Smiley. Thoreau is an avid audio drama listener and a retail veteran. He's a huge fan of supernatural stories, which led him to create a tale about a brick-and-mortar store called Hello Mart that is patronized by only the most vile of creatures. This story is called The Phantom Shoplifter, Part 1, which was published on March 13th, 2017. Okay, let's get started. Attention, Hellmart shoppers! Our featured department special today is on children's toys. Talking insect people action figures are on sale now. Bring home a plastic representation of the nightmarish human-insect hybrid made popular on the hit children's television series. Their gruesome features will haunt you. They're a crime against nature. They say over 50 fun phrases. Grab yours now before they consume their mates and pupae. Infernal lights be so bright. Going to die. I might be dead already. Don't say that out loud in the storm, man. Things happen here. Although you you are not looking too good, buddy. Partied a little too hard last night, didn't ya? Yes, well, yesterday was a bit trying. I might have gone overboard on my post-work relaxation. Oh, you did, man. You did. That thing on the pool table of rassies, that was C-R-A-Z-Y, buddy. Then you up and disappeared on us. What'd you get off to anyway, bro? I don't really remember. There was something about, um, an octopus? Does Razzies serve seafood? Oh, check it out, man. It's Valerie, the new makeup counter girl. Let's go talk to her. Hey, Val. How's it going, girl? Hey, Jake. You met Danny yet? He's new felony high. Must we lead with that every time? Where's Gunter? Well, Vortex got him. You know how it is. Yeah, that's sad. He was so young. Hey, we had a thing at Razzie's for him last night. It's like a combination memorial and welcome for Danny here. Should have come out with us. Yeah, I had to hang out with my boyfriend. I'm like totally in love with him. Oh, I, I, oh, I said you, you got yourself a boyfriend. I, I didn't know that. How long you two uh, lovebirds been together? 17 hours. I would like literally die without him. 17 hours? Can you believe it? It feels like a lifetime. Hi, Emily. Shh. We have to use our inside voices today. 
until the man banging the gong in my head is killed. I am Emily, baby. You were the feline jammies last night. You tore up karaoke. Black skinhead is like your jam. Oh, God. I sing in public? Oh, I remember that. Yes, you were great. <laughs> and then the both of you started that dance contest. I don't think anyone even remembered the Lombarda. We... We danced. But I don't dance. I... Oh. Wait, I, re- I remember. Oh, no. Well, I've had enough remembering for today. I've got to get to work. Bye, guys. Oh, wait, wait up, Emily. What do you want? Well... Call me crazy, but we had fun together last night. You're crazy. (sighs) Okay, fine. We had fun together, but I have fun with a lot of my friends. I should not have drank so much, though. Drunk Emily gets in a lot of trouble and misses class the next day. How many lemon drops did we even do? I lost count somewhere in the teens. That was around the time of the human bowling. Oh, that's right. I hope Carlos is okay. I saw him today. He seemed fine. Until the hand got him anyway. Listen, after last night, I think we should go out. We'll have a good time. You know we will. Yeah, I don't think we have the same idea of fun, Mr. Wall Street. Plus, you're still a pompous, self-centered man-child, and I need to concentrate on school. Well... Maybe I'm just being a self-centered man-child, but I think you can date and attend classes at Strickland Community College at the same time. See? Pompous. Plus, I'm not dating right now. I spent way too long taking care of other people. I'm being mindful of Emily and nurturing my inner self. We can be work friends. That's all I can give you. Oh, poppycock. You probably just got dumped by some puka shell-wearing philosophy major, and now you're finding excuses because you're afraid of being hurt again. Environmental law major. And screw you. Like, you're such a prize. You know, I was considered a prize. I dated models and actresses in Manhattan. The kind of women you want for a third wife. You could do worse than me. I don't need a pity friendship. Are you sure? Because you don't seem to be doing too well in Strickland. Oh, do you really want to start with them? Eh. Hmm, that's odd. See that man in the toy aisle? What man? The one in the tuxedo. On an unremarkable Tuesday night in Strickland. Shoplifting, talking insect people action figures. That's a bit odd, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that is weird. You should do something about that. What, me? Yes, you. You notice the problem. You take care of it. Have fun with that, friend. Bye. (sighs) Lord, that woman is irritating. But hot. Damn. Oh, damn, where'd the shoplifter go? I'd swear... Where he was just here. Hey, loser. Hello, Chet. Oh, did I startle you? You frightened little minx. Yes, I'm terrified. I hadn't noticed you emerging from your dung nest. 
Tell me, did you see a teenage boy in a tuxedo around here? Teenage boy? Ain't that a little young for you? What? No, I was just- Shh! Quiet those ruby lips. I see a customer need a help. You're up, Twinkle Toes. No, Chet, I don't have time. I was after- Everything precious to me, I know. But I'm still the assistant night manager. And until you get fired and Merle gets in, you're gonna have to listen to what I say. So move them muscular little legs and exercise your customer service skills. Fine. I'll go help the customer. Good evening, ma'am. Are you in need of assistance? Yes, I need a talking spider, insect person, action figure. I only see moth and ant. Your advertisement said that you had the full line of talking insect people action figures, and my son wants the spider. Go get one for me. Oh, uh, madam, I'm afraid there may be a problem with that. You see... I don't want to hear about problems. I'm a customer. You bring me what I want. Yes, I... I... Certainly, I'd be delighted to, but what I'm trying to tell you is... I don't care what you're trying to tell me. That's the one my son wants. Are you going to get it for me, or do I have to talk to your manager? Fine. I'll go see what we have in the back. If you'll excuse me. No one knows how to treat customers these days. Steve to the pet department! Steve to the pet department immediately! We have a code 7! Ugh. Customers. Customer service would be so much easier without the customers. Oh, oh, Jimmy! Jimmy, hold up! I've been looking for you! Boy, I ain't got time for your foolishness. I got myself a lead on your automotive shells. I gotta get down to the pond immediately. Yes, yes, very good. But first, I, I needed to inform you that I just saw a shoplifter. Should we follow and apprehend him, perhaps? A shoplifter? Boy, you're a stalker. That ain't your department. In fact, why ain't you stalking right now? Where's Jake? Oh, um... I'm not sure. Hey, nabbit, son. I've got to go. Just tell security. They'll handle it. Don't do anything on your own. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, hon. Hey, Ruthie. Emily, I'm going down to the pond. If there are any customer issues while I'm gone, you're going to have to handle it yourself. All right, you have fun at the pond, honey. Fun is not on my agenda. This is a business trip. So, Daniel, caught your shoplifter yet? No, apparently that's not my department. I'm supposed to go tell security. Will you tell me where the security office is, or is that overstepping the bounds of a pity friendship? I'm sorry. I can't hear you over the sound of rejecting your romantic advances. Oh, don't worry. There will be no more advances. In fact, we don't even need to talk to each other. Ruth, how are you? Can't complain, sugar. How are you holding up after last night? I've been better. I bet. After you guys did your sexy dance and disappeared, I thought you were done for the night. But you came back for round two. Wait. We disappeared together? Oh, yeah, sweetie. For about an hour. We thought you went home, but you came back for more lemon drops. Where'd you kids hide out at anyway? Uh, uh well... Oh, uh, oh uh, excuse me? Annabelle... Hello, Annabelle. How's the TV working out? You're not hungry, are you? That's why I'm here. I need to return it. It's possessed by a Nazi. Oh, uh, how do you know it's possessed by a Nazi? I think 
think I know a Nazi when I see one, dear. Oh, okay. Well, there might be a restocking fee. Fine, dear, fine, as long as I'm fully refunded. Oh, it's going to be this kind of conversation. Well, as much as I'd love to stay, I must go find the security office. Excuse me, ladies. All available janitorial personnel to the pet department immediately. Please, per Steve's request, uh, please bring all available harpoons and nets. This damn place is more nooks and crannies than an English muffin. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Office supply closet. Lost and found. Ah, security office. Call me in if you're gonna. Good evening, I'm Daniel Allen Richmond, probationary stalker. Felony hire, 17 counts of embezzlement, fraud, insider trading and impersonating a real estate agent. Treason charges dropped. That's nice for you. Born 35 years and two months ago in Strickland General Hospital. Your shoe is untied. What? Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, tell me. How did you- I'm head of security for this location. Isaac Pendleton. I take my job very seriously, Daniel. All cards on the table. Right now, I consider you a level three security risk. Is that high? It's level three. What do you think? Right. Listen, I saw a shoplifter and Jimmy instructed me to inform you of the fact. I believe he's currently in possession of a particular product that a customer has asked me to procure. I'd like to catch him. My file didn't mention that you're a big fat liar. What are you talking about? Well, thanks to these 186 security cameras and my highly trained eyes, we haven't had a shoplifter that I ain't seen in nearly three years. So you must be lying, because I ain't seen nothing today. I see. You know what? I wash my hands of the entire business. I mean, I certainly don't care about the demanding and, frankly, rather smelly customers. I don't care about the vapid and irritating fellow employees. And I could not care less about Hellomart's loss prevention failings. I'm going to serve my time here. I'll stock shelves and remain uninvolved and unconcerned. Tuxedo Boy can take whatever he likes. Wait, did you say tuxedo? Yes. He's back. Glad to hear it. Listen, if you've got this under control, I'm going to go and... It was a spring night 23 years ago. Prom night. You know, I'm not really interested. It's supposed to be the best night of a young person's life. Or at least of high school. But that night, tragedy struck. He came from the wrong side of the tracks. From a Paul family. But love knows no socioeconomic divide. And he fell for the daughter of the richest man in town. 
He asked her to prom and she said yes. Against all odds, he had won her heart, but fate is a cruel mistress. That night, on the way to pick up his date, he was accosted by the girl's rejected suitors, young men who came from families of means. They destroyed the corsage that the boy had saved his pennies to buy for his love. They stomped on the chocolates and tore his rented tuxedo, leaving him bleeding by the side of the road. You're really telling this story, aren't you? But the boy was not deterred. He came to Hello Mart. Despite having no money, and he entered, determined to procure the items he needed for his date, no matter what he had to do, he shoplifted. Like an invisible whirlwind, clothing, flowers, shoes, candy, he took what he needed and damned the consequences. But his activities did not go unnoticed. A young security officer, his first night on the job, saw the shoplifting Lothario, and he confronted him. The guard drew his weapon. The boy ran. The guard was inexperienced, and his finger jerked. He shot that boy in the back. He died right here in the store, his heart's blood seeping into the floor and walls. Now on certain nights, in spring, some say they still see him, cursed to walk these aisles forever, never to set foot outside of the store he met his demise in. Stealthily pocketing merchandise which disappears from the store forever, he is the Phantom Shoplifter. Let me guess, you know because that security guard was you. Hell no, that was Mike. You got fired. You can't shoot somebody and keep your job, boy. How stupid are you? Right. Of course you realize he's not really a shoplifter at all. What do you mean? He's not a shoplifter. He's not taking anything from the store. You said he's incapable of leaving the store. It has to be hidden here somewhere. If he never leaves the store, he's not really a shoplifter. He's just a stuff hider. Well, be that as it may, the stuff he takes has never been found. Has anyone ever had a good look? No, it's too much trouble. It's a big store. There's a lot of hiding places. And he just grabs a few things here and there once or twice a year and then goes back into the ether. The company just writes it off. It's actually rather sad how pointless his eternal suffering is. Yeah, well, that's life, kid. There's nothing we can do, so you best get yourself back to work. Wait, if there's nothing we can do and we're not going to try to find the items he's taken, then why did you tell me that relentlessly long story? I get bored sitting in this little room all day. There's only so much Facebook a man can do. Right. I'll be going then. Which way are the stairs from here? Turn right. Go to the end of the hall. Only stairwell in the building. Take you from the rooftop to the basement. But you don't want to go to the basement. 
I'll take your word for it. The end is nigh! We cannot resist his briny might! Repent, seafood lovers! Repent! Danny! Jimmy! Are you back from the pond? Where are the shelves? I didn't get no shelves, son. Not yet, anyways. I ain't got time to talk, though. Take the suitcase. Put it somewhere safe. Oh, good lord, this is heavy. What's in here? Never you mind that. Just take care of it. And if you hear a ruckus, you come a-running. I might need you to fetch it back to me right quick. What kind of a ruckus? You'll know it when you hear it. Now get, boy. Time's a-wasting. Ah, I miss Manhattan. There he is. Oh, fudgesicles. Oh, come here, you... Bad. Boy, you were supposed to help this lady. Where is my talking spider insect action person? I want it. Yes, ma'am, I'm afraid that I wasn't able to look in overstock just yet. I was on my way to- You didn't look. Just sitting around being lazy, playing your Pokemon. Pokemon? Madam, I'm 35 years old. Don't you talk back to me. Go find my toy. Yeah, why don't you get going, Danny? Very well. I'll go look right now. Sorry, I just have to take the suitcase with me. I'll be right back. I'm so sorry about this man. Believe me, he's gonna get punished hard. This is a warning. Do not come to the pet department. They're spawning. Oh, God. Oh god, they're everywhere! I don't know how much longer I can last! That's them! Tell my parents I love them! Then the parachute deployed, and so that's how I became the youngest congressman ever in Venezuelan history. Oh my god. That is literally the most interesting story I've ever heard. And so informative. You might have just changed my life. My brain is like going a million miles a minute. Well, that's why I tell it. It's important for people to know these kind of things. Tell me one more time from the start. All right, one more time from the top. It was the summer in 1997, and I just accidentally allowed my first Tamagotchi to die. I was grief-stricken to say the least. Now, the important thing here is that on this particular day, I was wearing a pair of mismatched socks. Well, I don't have to Jake. tell you. Uh, uh, Jake. Hey, Danny, what's up, brother? Listen, have you heard of the Phantom Shoplifter? Phantom Shoplifter? It's more like the Phantom Stuff Hider. Exactly. But the thing is, I think he took a toy that a customer wants. I was going to look for him, but Jimmy gave me this, um... This, um... Where did that suitcase go? What suitcase? The one I just sat down, the unnecessarily heavy suitcase that Jimmy gave me to look after. It's gone. Hey, maybe the Phantom Shoplifter took it. Ugh. I've got to get it back. And I've got to get that damn spider-insect-man thing. Spiders on insects, bro. Jimmy, you thieving snake, where are you? <laughs> what is that? It's a ruckus. Come on. I want Jimmy now! 
will cut this bitch, I'll swear to God. Billy Ray, put the knife down. Don't you mess with me, Isaac. I want to see Jimmy. I know you don't want to hurt nobody, Billy Ray. Don't want to hurt nobody? I'm a leprechaun. I love hurting people, you dumbass. Ain't you never seen my movie? Now get me, Jimmy, or this pretty little thing has got to get a knife in her eye. Why? Nobody's called me pretty in years. Well, that's a shame. You are a lovely woman in the prime of her mature sexuality. For the situation otherwise, I would beg you like a rotten muskox. You're so sweet. What are you doing after this? God damn it, Billy Ray. What the hell do you think you're doing? Jimmy, what took you so long? You knew I'd be coming. You know why I'm here. What's he talking about, Mr. Jimmy? Don't you worry, Isaac. I got this under control. Billy Ray, this ain't the way to get what you want. Oh, it seems like a fine way to get what I want. Because if you don't give me what I want, this fine young lady is going to get her throat slit open ear to ear. Young lady. Oh, my heart's going pitter-patter. No, Billy Ray, what's going to happen is you're going to bring back my goddamn shells and then you'll get what you came for. Them shells were traded to me fair and square. It ain't my fault, elves are dumb as shit. You know those shells weren't theirs to trade. They were the property of Hello Mart Incorporated. And as manager of this location, those shells could only be traded by yours truly. Therefore, you owed me. I took what was coming to me, and now if you want it back, you're going to have to return the damn shells. Damn, Billy Ray. What does the leprechaun even want them for? I've got a lot of storage needs. Uh, Jimmy... Shut up, boy. You're gonna get in the way. Well, that's no way to talk to your hired hands, Jimmy. The boy's got something to say. Tell this old leprechaun what's on your mind. Uh, you, what, nah, I'm sorry. You're a leprechaun. Ah, jeez, this again. Let's get it over with. Yes, I'm a leprechaun. Yes, I have a secret hoard of gold, which Jimmy here stole. And no, I don't have any damn lucky charms. What else you ought to know? Aren't you supposed to be Irish? Jesus, boy, does this look like Ireland, you racist piece of shit? Oh, oh, no, 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 I, I didn't mean, no, I just thought... You didn't think a goddamn thing, that's what. My family came to America just like yours. Jeez, humans. <sighs> Are you about done there, Billy Ray? We both know you ain't gonna hurt Ruthie. Give me back the damn shells. You can have your gold and we can both get on with our lives. <sighs> All right, bring me the gold. You can have your shells. They didn't fit my storage unit anyhow. Good decision, Billy Ray. Danny, bring me that suitcase I gave you. Um, Jimmy, that's what I was trying to tell you. Listen, I set the suitcase down just for a moment and it kind of disappeared. I believe the Phantom Shoplifter grabbed it, and he hid it in the- Are you trying to tell me that you lost a suitcase full of leprechaun gold? You know what kind of shitstorm that can land us in? Seeing as I didn't even know leprechauns existed until five minutes ago, no, I don't know what kind of shitstorm that can land us in. Boy, you see that tiny insane man with the knife to Ruth's throat? He wants what's in that suitcase. He wants it real bad. I suggest you go find it. That sad little shoplifting apparition can't leave the store, so it's gotta be here somewhere. Check from the basement to the rafters if you have to, but by God, you better find it, or you're heading right back to prison, boy. You got me? Yes, I got you, Jimmy. Good. I'll stall the insane leprechaun. Take Jake and Emily, and for the love of Cthulhu, hurry your ass up. Emily? 
Fuck Jimmy. Fuck Jimmy nothing. I need someone with a level head to keep you two idiots from doing something stupid. Emily, Jake, go with Danny. Oh, Annabelle, would you mind if I excuse myself for a few moments? Oh, not at all, dear. I'm enjoying watching the tiny man threaten people. Just bring me a check for my refund on your way back. We'll talk. All right, Jimmy, we'll be back as soon as we can. Better be sooner than you can. Now go. Hey, Billy Ray, Danny here's getting your gold. How about we play a game while we wait? Are you kidding me? I'm dead serious. Unless you're chicken. I ain't scared of nothing. What you got, tall boy? Let me ask you something. You more partial to thimbles or top hats? Attention, Hellmark shoppers. Do you wear shoes? Dirty, nasty shoes for your disgusting feet. Those strange, flapping meat things on the ends of your legs. Well, if you are a bipedal mammal with meat flaps, you should know socks are 50% off tomorrow between the hours of 3 and 3.07 a.m. Thank you for shopping Hellmark. We hope you never leave. Attention, Hellmart shoppers. If you enjoyed the show, please review us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at the Hello Mart, or just think positive thoughts about us. We're perfectly safe. Keep telling yourself that. Contest. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wanted to comment some of the notes that we've taken that I feel like we laughed probably four or five times out loud as a group. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like that. I don't know if overall it was the funniest thing we've listened to so far, but <laughs> it had the most like slapstick comedy moments. Individual just comic gems if you will yeah some of those some of those were like perfect i mean having retail experience of my own it was it was close to hitting home there on a few of those of just the bizarre nature of working retail yeah actually how accurate would you say this is olaf it's it's i mean aside from the supernatural things but just the weird randomness that happens on a daily basis it's pretty close. And also how awful people can be. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. my gosh. We've all run into someone like, what's her face? Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in group chat, we were calling her Karen because of the Black Panther SNL skit. Damn it, Karen. Uh, Devin Cutting. Yes. Terrible. Raisins. Raisins in your potato salad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have... Uh, because I guess we jumped into a middle... This set, is the third episode. The third episode... 
the beginning I wasn't sure which character was doing what, but that was sussed out later in the episode by who was yeah. doing what. And I think if you started at episode one, you would know that. I noticed there were a lot of things that they were definitely cribbing from other sources. Like, uh, I, I like watching um, Superstore. What the hell is Superstore? It's a sitcom with America Ferrara and also a bunch of other people. But it's based in a Walmart type store. And there were a lot of things that felt that they were borrowing very heavily from. Like a, a character, ostensibly the main character who's from the East Coast, is now in the Midwest and left his business degree uh, course of action and freaked out and ended up working retail. Okay. I mean, there were there were very stereotypical characters, especially the uh, store associates. You had the old bar hag who's been around forever. You had the uninterested young lady who could care less about anything. Now, let's not forget about the security guy that's essentially ruckus from Boondocks. That like, is true. And it's just the, the same voice and some of the same mannerisms. But, but without the rampant racism. Yeah. The self-interested assistant manager. Uh, so one of the things, first of all, I, before I say anything else, I'm going to say I'm definitely going to listen to more of this. If only to find out if uh, the disinter disinterested chick and maybe demon smoky voice guy fulfill their romantic arc. Uh. Uh, see what I did there? Anyway, um, but something I noticed about the acting in general is at first I thought it was stilted at, at first. And then I realized everyone had a similar cadence and it struck me more as like those old flash videos more. So it feels like a stylistic choice rather than um, a flaw. And it became really obvious that it was almost part of the um, whole ambiance of what I was listening to, including like the, the wonky footsteps and like the fun elevator music at the background. It all kind of wove together the, together to really make me think of like when I used to watch internet flash videos in like 2003, 2004, along with the interesting plot and um, overall fun uh, time that we had. So that was my main comment. I also think it had almost a B-movie type feel to it. I mean, it, there were some things, like you said, the wonky footsteps that were definitely an artistic choice put in there to be a little silly. And the outro music had a very kind of uh, Saturday afternoon schlock movie yeah. on a UHF channel. For our younger listeners, TV used to have two bands, VHF, where all the good channels were, and UHF, which was all the reruns and crap. That's a thousand years ago. For all you non-nerdy listeners, VHF and UHF used to exist. They don't anymore, and it doesn't matter. They stood for very high frequency and <laughs> ultra high frequency. <laughs> I didn't know we were going into our radio history lesson suddenly. It's television. Thank you, Max Baskin. But there is a great movie, UHF, that everyone should watch. Indeed. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Okay, I'm sorry. It's the, the, the security guard is still... That story was... Oh, and it as, hurt, and it was great. As far as stereotypical characters are concerned, let's not forget the leprechaun. Oh, yeah. Because oh, he, he broke, wasn't Irish. Because he broke every They're not in Ireland. I mean, that was hilarious. Except for the gold. Yeah, I thought he was going to go super deep into being uber stereotypical, and then that kind of dived in a different direction. I liked it. Unexpected. And what's happening 
in the pet section. That's all I want to know. It's briny. What it is briny. happening? Oh, man, they need to have a um, crocodile hunter like episode for just the pet oh, yeah. section. Oh yeah, easily, easily done. What's a code seven? I need to know. That's uh, it's I don't know. one more than a code six, but not quite up to a code eight. It's like level three. I mean, it was level three. <laughs> I thought that was a threat assessment. <laughs> You're but a it was level assessment. three, not not level one. My meat flaps. <laughs> <laughs> the ones at the end of your legs. Disgusting. Wait, that, that doesn't help, does it? I do really like the quote for um, Jesus. Does this seem like Ireland, you racist piece of shit? <laughs> I, lost, I lost it when he said that. I liked the shoplifting Lothario. That was pretty good. There's a a bunch of one-liners from this that were just beautiful. I I really appreciated the fact that they examined the concept of what shoplifting is. And if it's not leaving the store, is it really shoplifting or is it just rearranging? It's a fair point. It it is a fair point. And in, in a corporate store, you have to analyze those things because it allows you to do certain things and not do certain things and save your job. Loopholes. So I really liked you can't shoot someone and keep your job. How stupid are you? <laughs> I think that got the loudest laugh of all. I, I did not see that coming. So that was that was the best comedy reversal of the entire episode. You can't shoot someone and keep your job. How <laughs> stupid are you? Why did you tell me this story? I was bored. I'm personally remembering I would bed you like a rotten rotten muscle. <laughs> You're like, yeah. fuck. How does one bed an a rotten musk ox. I don't even know what a rotten musk ox. I don't even know what a musk ox would look like. None of us can even say it's it properly. Like a water, it's a water buffalo type creature. Mm-hmm. So why would I know that? That's the uh, real question. We Rest don't the- ask, Olaf. Yeah. We don't ask. So there were some parts near the end that kind of meandered. Um, it was a little. It was a little hard to keep track of who everybody was. Again, we started in episode three, so that may not be the case. They probably, you know, I would have to watch the pilot. But given how the flow of this episode went, we probably would have been introduced to all the key players. So even though it meandered a little bit, it still kept my attention, which was very impressive. And I still want to. I'm still invested in a couple of different storylines. Um, so I think that um, even if that wasn't on purpose if it was an accident they just kind of deviated from the main storyline i would still watch it so actually this is a good time to get some individual opinions so we just got lj let's hear from max well i'm kind of torn there were certain things that i i did really like but some of the characters were the performance was lacking a certain energy like the very low energy yeah whatever it is girl didn't sound so much disinterested as just not really doing anything and that was a little difficult for me most of the performances were good i liked how they just kind of took a grab bag of different voices it wasn't all trying to be a specific region or represent a specific thing everyone was individual and that did make it a little easier to follow it despite the meandering but i would i think i'd give it another couple of episodes worth of listening to see if it you know picked up the areas that I thought it was a little slow on but overall not bad Lisa I think I would maybe give this another go for the conclusion of this two-parter because this uh, the end of this episode kind of left me hanging I'm I'm not sure they could have provided a little more 
closure with that, but that's the way that's the nature of a two parter though. Yeah. But I just feel like I'm not sure what plot lines they'd actually bring back versus what would just get dropped off on the side or it felt like some of the characters were just almost one offs. I I couldn't keep track of everyone that was in this cast because it did meander here and there and everywhere. And some of it was really great. There's comedic genius in this. Some of these lines are gold. Yeah. Olaf? Um, I mean, this, I feel, would be something, if it was on a TV format, I would be flipping through at like two in the morning, come across it and kind of look at it for a while, then watch it, then slowly become invested in it. Uh, I do feel, and like again, being that we jumped in the middle of it, it felt a little disjointed at points. Um, I don't know if that was the artistic choice or a flaw, like we said, but, uh, I mean, I liked how it ended on a, um, on a cliffhanger. I mean, there was definitely three cliffhangers. If you really wanted to know what was going on in the pet department, uh, there were parts of it because I do work retail that were, uh, kind of a bit bit scary and and realistic um but probably the one flaw i say i had the most issue with was in some of the banter at the beginning um the hard part like we've all noted is that uh comedy is done with a very quick back and forth i didn't think this had it when they were bouncing between some of the characters, like in, in when they were all four at the beginning. I do think it's important to note, though, that it can be a constraint of the medium. Comedy is hard to start with. And then when you're doing something where I, most audio dramas aren't all recording in the same room, they don't have that luxury. So they can't play off of each other. They can't learn each other's timing. And in post, it's difficult to time that out properly. Oh no, I can I can totally see that. It's just it's a minor flaw. That's just something I noticed. And I mean, that's part of what we do is yeah. We're we're trying to talk about all aspects of it, not just the good and the not just the good, but yeah. some of the things we thought were. But difficult. I would probably I would definitely probably see some more episodes of it. I think that you pointed something out that's important there, but I do think it got better as the episode went on. The pacing picked up. The jokes were quicker, snappier. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And I mean, part of it is that we were un, we were still learning the characters. That might have been part of what I, I felt at the beginning of it. I definitely feel like the pacing was a lot slower in the beginning. Like it, it didn't feel like it was finding its place until maybe about a third of the way into the episode. But it, it wasn't long enough that it lost me. Yeah, it was only about 40 minutes long. I'm just saying it, it picked up quickly enough that I wasn't sitting there going, I, I felt by the time I might have started waning, it picked up enough that I was like, oh, okay, well, let's keep listening. Well, and I would, li- I would like to listen to more of this and find out is uh, Danny, I think his name is, the husky-voiced recent hire. Is, he the- is there a main character in this, or do we follow his adventures through the store and everyone else is an ensemble character, or is it just one big ensemble that each episode someone's 
kind of like the lead. Yeah, I'm not not entirely clear on that one either from listening to this episode. It's starting to sound like it's more of an ensemble cast. That's a right. good point. Uh, so one of it, the things that it reminded me of, and I've watched a lot of sitcoms. I just kind of eat, breathe, and live sitcoms. And um, one of the things I noticed was that it does feel like, even though it's not technically the pilot, it feels like a first season presentation of the characters which is one of the reasons why i think the pacing was slower because they were like here's this person here are some things that this person would say because there's if if it is an ensemble cast you have to get to know them really quickly especially if you can't see them you can't see them so you can't know their mannerisms so there's like certain lines here and there certain ways they present themselves so i can immediately say okay this character is arrogant and doesn't necessarily express their feelings but when they do they sound really earnest this person is usually you know you can't tell if she's being sarcastic or not and that's part of who she is because she doesn't normally let herself care about things you know so you start picking things up just because they're going here's this person here's this person and that can come across as stilted but i think it's almost necessary in the genre of sitcom to kind of get to know people right away I don't know why I snapped. I'm so sorry, everybody. To jump off what LJ was saying, I think some of the characters really stood out in my mind. Like I had a clear mental picture of who some of these people were, but others of them just kind of faded into the background more so. Did anyone else have a similar experience? For sure. Yeah, the security guard was pretty much the clearest to me because I could picture him like grizzled guys sitting there telling this story that just went on and on and on and on and on and on. I mean, I could individually pick out what each character was and 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 I could see where some could fall off and some could... It was just... It sounded a lot of uh, Daniel or Danny, the guy carrying... Who was the main focus of this episode, seemed to be more the character. He seemed more to be placed in this store and him dealing with the wackiness of the store. I mean, almost like a Seinfeld where yes, every character there was their own character, but it always, Jerry was kind of the focus of most of it. Are you suggesting that he's a straight man? I think so. Okay. Hmm. I think he, he tends to be, he's the straight man looking on the wackiness of all these characters going, why am I what's <laughs> this is my new life what's how do I deal with this so now I'm very confused about something else did Seinfeld have a straight man Jerry was all of them were very weird yeah but I think Jerry was still the most normal of all four of them yeah huh that's not a show that I've done any kind of analysis in my brain for it's kind of like a consume and throw away kind of show to me never watched a full episode don't blame you reminded me too much of my family well it was like we're in in Seinfeld, Jerry was kind of the lead. My idea of a true uh, sitcom ensemble was Friends. Yes, 100%. And that's actually what I was thinking of when I was talking about it. Yeah. Or MASH. MASH, yeah. I was just thinking of a more modern... We're dating ourselves. (laughs) I mean, I hope that everybody is dating themselves. That's how you can get good self-care. You see what I did there? I talked about like... I took myself to a movie the other day. I've done that recently, actually, yeah. $5 $5 Tuesdays. Love it. $5 foot long. Whoa. Oh, okay. That's nice a, queen. That's a whole nother thing. Whoa. I went there. <laughs> Whoa. You can buy those at Hellmart. Yeah. Which aisle? Hello, Mart. <laughs> the adult section. <laughs> <laughs> Just open up wide. Oh. 
Oh, that's that's a mental image I didn't need. <laughs> <laughs> but there were points in that story that are worth exploring. Like, I'd love to find out what's downstairs. Yeah, there's a lot of key, uh, key maybe plot or reference points I feel like are going to come back later. Yeah. Seafood lovers repent. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of really good one-liners in this. I... I kind of want to be a writer for this show now. It's it's fantastic. I just want to sit down in a room with them, one of them, and just pick their brains for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, laugh for a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like they they jive with our cast really well. <laughs> yeah, they probably would. All right, any last thoughts? Already subscribed on podcasts uh, on my iTunes podcast or whatever. I like potatoes. Okay. And stop talking about my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I imagine that's got to be double worse if you've worked yeah, retail. Yeah, there, there were some I'm just like, oh, I know that customer. Because so I've worked retail, but I worked retail probably 10 years ago. So I remember passingly where you've done it a lot more recently. Yeah, like that that customer, I can relate. I'm glad I'm not in that industry anymore. That was The Phantom Shoplifter, part one, from the show Attention Hellmart Shoppers. To find out more, go to attentionhellmartshoppers.com. This was Audio Drama Showcase. For more episodes and information, go to www.legendsmithproductions.com. Thank you for listening. High five. We made it. Code 7.